Hi everyone, welcome to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. And today's podcast is just with me, reflecting on some of the things I've been doing presentations on, some of the posts I've been putting on Instagram and Facebook, the idea of November being a month of gratitude, uh, that it is the month as we get ready for Thanksgiving and the excitement and all the busyness of holidays, that we have time to sort of collect ourselves, to be present with ourselves, with our families, with our feelings, and to really truly see me, hear me, love me, and see you, hear you, and love you because what I know is true for gratitude and emotional intelligence is that, of course, children who experience uh, the ability to be grateful, to pause, to have a little bit of delayed gratification, to understand other people's perspectives, that these children grow with far greater emotional intelligence into their school age years and their teen years. So as always, social emotional curriculum, social emotional skill building is vital and essential. From the time children uh, absolutely turn 18 months and they start understanding that they are a separate and loved person in this world and that their needs bump up against other people's needs and wants and desires. But of course, it does start at babyhood. It starts with that unconditional love. It starts with us mirroring in baby's eyes that you are valuable and that you are enough uh, and that even when you're crying, when you're sad, when you're confused, when you're distraught, that there is a world around you that will hold you and be there to support and nurture that process of coming back to peace, to calm, to comfort, and to um, living in a complicated world. So this, as I said, I think in last week's podcast, when I talk about emotional intelligence for grown-ups, we know that helping to calm the brain, helping to feel um, present so that we can think and feel through the challenges and the messiness of life. And it never gets messier than life with kids. That once we know how to calm so that it's, I can say, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I'm tired, I'm, I'm hungry. I have enormous needs that are overwhelming me in this moment. And I can step back and make a choice and a decision about how to respond to what I need and to help others do the same. Because in another, in another cliche that I've been saying a lot in the last few months is adulting is really hard, so you shouldn't have to do it alone. And I think that that's true for our children. Uh, emotions get complicated and layered and they don't have to do it alone. All right, so let me get back on track here. Um, so this podcast is about gratitude and emotional intelligence. And because I wanted to frame it in something <laughs> a little more structured and less random than that little bit of rambling that I just did, um, when I was Googling that, I came across the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence, and they talk about what gratitude is and what is a gratitude practice. And 
three things. Very, very simple. What they write is gratitude practice begins with paying attention, with writing it down, communicating it, creating meaning for it, and then expressing it um, in a circle of connection to somebody else, um, to, to something bigger. So when I think of that in terms of young children, I think of that first moment of paying attention. When in doubt, um, in a, in a social-emotional struggle or complicated situation, I've always said, just take a breath and observe what's happening. When you don't know what to do, take a breath, pause, and just describe what's going on. If you can look at your child and say, oh, you really want that. Oh, something's wrong. That alone will deactivate that amygdala hijacking in the brain, the fight or flight center of the brain that's making it impossible to think and feel, to think and be non-reactive, but rather choose constructive action. So it comes down to see me, hear me, love me. If I start with the pause, what I'm see, hear, and accept where I am in this moment and accept my child and help my child accept where they are. Um, even at a nonverbal stage, I can do that. And it becomes a place of connection. So gratitude has to start with that emotional, social ground that says, wherever I am is the beginning. Wherever I am is my starting point. Wherever I am, is a place of acceptance, not a place of, I have to fix it, I have to change it, because that just brings in chaos and um, desperation versus the calm that we really want. So gratitude practice, pay attention. And as I say with the emotional intelligence for grown-ups, it means being connected in your body with your body and with all of your senses. So if you're thinking about grown-ups and meditation or mindfulness, uh, it always starts with breath. It starts with feeling your feet on the ground or your, your, your yourself sitting in a chair. It starts with a groundedness, a sense of, I am right here. Because if we have a sense of the present moment, then we can de-escalate any crisis or uh, panic. And I think the opposite of gratitude is something's wrong, something needs to be fixed, something needs to be changed, versus I'm okay, I've got this, you've got this, even if where we are isn't where we want to be. It, it's, that, it's that trust that um, where we are is exactly where we are. Uh, and then in the grown-up version of what's a gratitude practice, um, the Yale people say, write it down. But what if for our children, we think of it as creating a habit, creating something that says, I can make my gratitude or my connection to all that is good and okay in my life as something that uh, I can take notice of so that it fills my bucket, so that it nourishes me and creates 
beautiful rituals and routines around me because our children always need those beautiful rituals and routines. So let's go to gratitude um, as a daily expression with young children. Um, in, in Jewish practices, there's a beautiful prayer that starts every morning with Modet Ani, and it's thank you, God. Thank you, God, for those who love me. Thank you, God, for how you made me. Thank you, God, for everything that is around me. Um, I, I am personally comfortable with um, saying thank you to something bigger than myself. And um, so I think that that's a nice tangible way for children to show a connection to a kind abundant and nurturing universe that that is not that will have their back even when they're scared they're tired they're cranky or they're upset um, I find comfort in that whether that's just a meaning making strategy or whether that is a metaphysical position in the world I leave that for you but how will you express gratitude with your child um, in a routine and ritualized way. Um, it could be something as much as a high five, like a, we got this. It can be a moment to greet each day and say hello to a sun or good night to a moon. Um, we have many, of course, early childhood is built on practices and routines that are about connection and presence to a physical world, a natural world, um, and to those who love us. So um, use all those bedtime routines or create a morning ritual that maybe resets your day so that you're um, starting in the best possible way. Because I still think back to one of our first uh, podcasts um, where, where the mother said, you know, I start the day great. I'm an optimist. I, I can't wait. I love being a mother. By the time I have the kids loaded up and in the car, before we get to the end of the street, I'm losing it and they're losing it. So we know that the days will always come with challenges. We know the days are going to throw off our calm. And so gratitude is that way of connecting to social, emotional calm, safety, security, and skill building because that is something else that you will see in all of the literature on gratitude and emotional intelligence and that is it's it's a skill it has to be developed like a muscle it has to be used and practiced so that we we have the ability um, to fall back to uh, a ritual or a pattern that will help us when we're feeling lost and overwhelmed. And so the third thing that I take from the gratitude practice that the Yale Center has been recommending is to create action, to create create action that is um, that that connects me to others and to purposeful and meaningful action in the world. And I love doing that for children. I love telling children that when they say hello to someone, they're making that person smile. That when they remember um, somebody else's feelings or likes and dislikes, that, that that's a moment of empathy and that that really is... Um, powerful and enormously well received in the world. So see me, hear me, love me is always 
see you, hear you, and love you. Because it's not just about my social emotional well-being. It is that my social emotional well-being helps me connect to your social emotional well-being. And so when we're teaching gratitude, we are always doing it with this beautiful connection to others, to the moment, and to something um, powerful and bigger than us, maybe. Um, so I, I just want to review some of these memes that I was putting up in the last couple weeks on November gratitude, uh, because I think they get to some of the very specifics of how we teach gratitude to young children. And that is, um, first of all, gratitude can't be forced. In the same way that when we say to, to young children um, to share, and that may sometimes, we get resistance to that because they think that we're going to take something away from them. The only way to share is to give it freely. And in order to give something freely, I have to own it. So it has to be mine to give. In the same way that I have to have a full bucket in order to share uh, the blessings and abundance with someone else. So... Gratitude skill building is always going to go hand in hand with the delayed gratification uh, as, as shown by the marshmallow test. So because if I can wait 20 minutes for that marshmallow, if I can wait a few seconds at the family time snack table for the teacher to bring me my snack, uh, but I trust that she's coming, that I trust that she won't forget me, then I can live peacefully. I can live with a pride um, in myself for having waited for, and for having trusted. And it's, it's an interesting kind of win. Like, oh, if I win, then if I wait, then I win because I will be um, not forgotten. So I kind of love that. So consider a little bit of a delayed gratification, postponed gratification, but always remember to build in the trust that what you are waiting for will not be forgotten because children forget all the time. And then a week later, they'll be like, hmm, hey, what happened to that thing I wanted so badly a week ago? The other thing that I wrote a lot about in these November gratitude memes was about taking care of my toys, um, about my toy storage um, was also about having a toy hospital for my broken toys. It might also have something to do with um, that it's that uh, that it's okay that enough is not the same from child to child. How much is enough for a child who doesn't care about something? Zero's enough, but for a child who loves a something, dinosaurs, cars, dolls, painting. More is more. So you don't have to, it's, this is not about um, deprivation. This is, gratitude is about a culture of abundance that, that I have as much as I need and maybe more. Uh, but with the more comes a kind of care and respect for my toys and for my stuff. It comes with order, that, that things have a place, that things will be treated carefully. Uh, and again, that's age appropriate. Uh, but we teach children, you know, at, at eight months, they eat their books. But at 18 months, they're happy to turn those pages and treat that book like it's a special friend 
because it has become a special friend over time. So I want you to think about gratitude rituals, routines, and habits involving how we take care of our stuff. Maybe it's Maria Kondo, um, that the things that bring us joy, we we have a little bit of responsibility to them. And I think children rise up to that little bit of responsibility. uh, And that once you learn how to care for your stuff, for your toys, for your person, um, then you are also able to express that to others. Um, So it is a way of perspective taking and a little bit of social emotional self-control and skill. The other thing is this whole idea of um, unconditional love being the thread that goes through all gratitude. Um, If I feel like my mistakes, my choices, can alienate me or, or separate me from my parents, from my community, from my class, then um, I'm always going to be walking on eggshells and the gratitude will be very precarious. So I think that everything we do is about feeling safe and loved. And that, that is true for our brain development, that a sense of belonging is a chemical sensation in the brain. It is the cortisol levels being higher when I have a sense of belonging. So we know from brain development and social emotional skill building that our brains function better when we have a sense of emotional safety. And so whether that's the brain chemicals, whether that's Um, our ability to think and process and make great choices. Um, We have to begin everything with connection and safety and emotional security. And that means unconditional love and a sense of belonging. We have to belong in our families. We have to belong in our classrooms. We have to belong in our communities. That is vital to our sanity and to us living as optimally as possible. So where do we take all this next? To that step of action with young children that when I understand that I have needs and those needs will be met, I can then consider what I have to offer other people. I can become a helper in the world. I can look around and say, I can make a difference when someone is sad, when someone doesn't have something that is uh, essential to their well-being. You know, I can help buy an extra can of food. I can carry my um, my backpack in the car to give a bottle of water to a homeless person on the street or a gift card to McDonald's, I can actually make a difference in this world. And so gratitude, I think, is that fountain that says, not only am I okay and have enough and I'm grateful for what I have, but I can appreciate what I have to make a difference in the lives of others in the world. And so full circle, gratitude goes hand in hand with emotional intelligence, with this idea that I can understand other people's perspectives and needs, and I am part of something bigger than myself. It really goes right to 
living in an entitlement-free world. We don't go back to pre-entitlement. Pre-entitlement was this idea of I will have blind respect, obligation, commitment to rules and etiquette, to, to conventions, but I will not care or pay attention to my own needs and feelings. The old, you get what you get and you don't get upset. That missed out on something, but then the pendulum swung too far the other way, which was creating an entitlement culture that what I think and feel and need is bigger than what anybody else thinks, feels, and needs. And there was this desperation that if I don't take and grab what I need, then there won't be enough for all of us. So deprivation is always going to create panic and um, selfishness, um, narcissism. And so what we're looking for is gratitude with this empathy and kindness and generosity for one another. So I wish you abundance and gratitude and thanksgiving as we get close to thanksgiving. Um, I believe, I'll say it one more time, that the see me, hear me, love me mantra is the one that shapes all of our interactions, all of our personal um, stress so that we can start where we are, validate those needs, and look to see you, hear you, love you, so that we can all be in this together. Um, in, a, in the sense of very young children, it's that confidence in them that you've got this, but I've got you. So we're not in this alone. We're in this together. I do wish you a very, very happy Thanksgiving. I'm not going to post a podcast on Thanksgiving Tuesday. Um, I'm on my way to Nashville for the National Association for the Education of Young Children Conference. Uh, we'll be there um, at um, the Continue Ed booth on Tuesday, and I will be presenting Friday morning at 10 a.m. So if you're in Nashville, send me a message through social media, through Karen Deerwester on Facebook or um, Karen underscore family time on Instagram and um, happy Thanksgiving happy gratitude November and we'll see you in December take care so that's the mess for today we appreciate you listening to see me hear me love me seeing little people learn and grow listening to parents taking a crazy uncertain journey loving the fun and loving the mistakes you write the rules you write your story we just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Wait, wait, wait. One more thing. If you liked our podcast, please tell a friend. Or even better, write us a review at iTunes. We'd also like to invite you to join us on Facebook. That's with me, Karen Deerwester. And check out the parenting resources at FamilyTimeInc.com. You'll also find us on Twitter at, at FamilyTimeInc and Instagram at Karen underscore FamilyTime. Thanks for listening today. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this wonderful space. Thanks to Darren Littman for the great intro. And thanks to The Front and The Follow for the song Listen. We are listening. See you next week.